to Down City Cash Chicago, the police department says it needs to fill about 1,000 vacancies. Mayor Lightfoot's budget, expected to pass this morning, has allocated $230,000 to help CPD recruit cops to fill those jobs. But why are officers leaving, and how big of a deal is it? WBEZ criminal justice reporter Patrick Smith helps us answer that. It's Wednesday, October 27th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Well, I appreciate you being back with us on CityCast Chicago. Anytime I got some questions about the police, you're one of the people I call. You, you shoot it straight every single time. And I've been following your coverage of the FOP's protest of the city's vaccine mandate. But even before the city was clashing with the police union over the COVID vaccine, CBD had been sounding the alarm about officers leaving the department. Patrick, I appreciate you joining me. No, no problem. Glad to be here. I want to make sure I'm understanding these numbers correctly. Can you tell me what's considered full staffing at the Chicago Police Department? That number has changed over the years. I mean, we had a big surge in hiring a few years ago. I'm sure you remember under Mayor Rahm Emanuel. So right now we're at about 12,000 sworn officers. That's sworn officers of any rank in the department. That's down a little more than a thousand from where we were in, in 2019. But if we're looking at the last like, you know, half decade, decade, 2019 is kind of the high watermark. We're basically just back to like where we were in 2017. Hey, I pr- appreciate you putting that in context, but you mentioned that thousand decrease, right? Is that a significant drop off of officers potentially? I was looking at just police officers, so that takes out, you know, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants, sort of specialized people. And if you look at just police officers, we're down like about 6% compared to where we were uh, in 2019. It's hard to know if that's enough, though, to put a real dent in sort of crime-fighting plans. I also think, you know, you talked about proper perspective. We still have way more officers per capita than most cities, you know, even even down to this 12,000 number. It's not as if we have way fewer per person than than other departments in the country. So where are these officers going? Are they just retiring? Are they moving to other departments or professions? Are they just quitting the force? You know, I've certainly seen some some news coverage and seen some suburban departments that are saying, oh, we're getting more officers who are leaving CPD. You know, they're not of retirement age and they're leaving Chicago to come work with us in the suburbs. But then the numbers they give out are not big enough to account. You know, it's five, you know, oh, we added five officers or we've had six officers apply from CPD. If there is a rush of police officers leaving Chicago to go to the suburbs, that would be a real reversal of what's normally happening. Oftentimes, police officers will work for the Cook County Sheriff or they will work in suburban suburban departments until they are able to become Chicago police officers because, broadly speaking, the pay and benefits is better in Chicago. You know, the game is bigger here in Chicago. One thing I will say that I've heard, though, is... If you want to collect a pension, you got to be on the police department for 20 years and you got to get to at least 50, 50 years old. And and what I've heard from officers is that they're seeing officers who have 15 years, 12 years. They're going to stick it out. They're saying, "I'm, I'm getting to 20, whereas they know other officers who have only five years, six years, who are just like, I'm not willing to do this for 14 more years and are leaving just pursuing new careers. Maybe they're going to suburban departments, but maybe many of them might just be leaving the department altogether. And that's reflected a little bit in the city's numbers. You know, our sort of average age of officer in 2019 was 42. 
Now it's 42.4. That's not a huge change, but it does reflect that that it's, you know, there's more people who are younger leaving than, than older, at least by a little bit. What are you hearing directly from officers? What is that, those few reasons that you're getting from them? A lot of it was about working conditions, not about COVID-19, not really even largely about the protests last summer, but more about the long hours that they were being asked to work, the canceled days off, the long shifts, and just really low morale within the Chicago Police Department. And a big part of that was that the way the police department has been responding to the shooting surge that we're having here in Chicago has been to just flood the zone with as many officers as they can. And that means making them work 12-plus-hour shifts. It means canceling their days off. And and I, I heard from a lot of police officers who said, I just don't feel like the bosses care about me, care about my health and mental health, and I'm getting burnt out by this. I don't know how much longer I can do this. And things like like the protests last year, I heard from some officers who who were in support of, of the mass protests last year, but I also heard from some who who said, oh, this feels like the bosses don't have my back and the public doesn't want me to do the job I'm doing, so why would I bother keeping this up? Well, beyond, you know, low morale, are are we seeing any direct problems on the streets from these vacancies? Where are we seeing the, the consequences of this current scenario? Well, you've seen reports from, from aldermen who are complaining about the where it's going in their ward. I've seen things from individual officers saying that the wait times on 911 calls can sometimes be a lot longer right now. That's one possible impact. Uh, but one thing that they've said, you know, Superintendent Brown, since we had the shooting surge that started last year, he created these citywide teams that sort of are supposed to go around the city and and hit the hotspots, hit places where there's a lot of shootings going on. And what I'm hearing from officers is that those are really draining the districts. And I think one kind of philosophical issue that you could look at, our police department says we want to do more, quote unquote, community policing. And what I've heard from officers is that by having these citywide teams on top of, you know, losing losing some of the police force, there's just nobody around to do that kind of policing. All that they're doing is responding to 911 calls, responding to shootings. So the city's saying, oh, we wish we had more, uh, you know, a kinder, gentler police force. But they're not actually staffing in the districts to, to make that make that possible. Are these vacancies impacting reform efforts or the, the CPD's ability to meet the federal consent decree? Or are they missing deadlines? Is that disconnected from the problem we're talking about now? That is a really good question. And the monitor here who who has been appointed to oversee the city's police reform efforts under that consent decree that you mentioned, her last report said that the vacancies were having a direct effect on CPD's efforts to to comply with the consent decree, to essentially to comply with the Constitution. Patrick, one thing I, I constantly hear in this conversation is, you know, I've heard it from older people. I've heard it from people in neighborhoods. I've definitely heard it from people who represent the police is they need more police. And it sounds like from what you're saying in that report, there was this feeling that vacancies are impacting the ability to meet the consent decree. But my question is, when is enough enough? How many more police officers until we see a, a, a changed police force? Because that that just feels a little I, I'm having a hard time putting those two things in conversation with one another, because like you said, we did hire thousands of new officers over the last few years, and that didn't lead to reform. Now that we have less, we're saying, well, we need to keep adding more. Like, where does that buck stop? That's a great question. I mean, one thing that's worth pointing out, you know, the monitor says, oh, these vacancies are hurting reform efforts. But 
CBD wasn't meeting its deadlines a year ago when when the the numbers were higher. I mean, I think some people would say uh, it's about how the re- that it's not that we need more officers. It's about the way those officers are being allocated. Maybe it, maybe there should be more detectives, more people who can help solve serious crimes, or maybe we need more beat cops and we need fewer like gang officers and narcotics officers. The other thing I'll say is that there are uh, you know people who advocate for for drastic change within our police department, whether that's defunding, abolishing, or just really, truly reimagining what the police department looks like. And they all say that these kinds of reforms that we have in the consent decree, they all mean more investment. And that's one of their issues with them, actually, is they say, this is not a radical change. This is just going to mean more money to the police department to do more technology. Yep, exactly. The plan from City Hall is to invest more money in hiring and recruitment. Do we know exactly what that looks like? You know, how much is the city spending? How many officers are they trying to bring into the force? You know, well, they need they want to keep up with attrition, which means they would want to add, you know, a thousand more officers, presumably as soon as they can. And, you know, part of the issue here, we have more officers leaving we also did have the academy had to kind of stop for a while because of COVID. So we didn't have new officers coming in. But, you know, Superintendent Brown has talked about how he wants to go out to all the city, all the colleges in the area, but also go to colleges outside of the area. And he talked he talked specifically about going to HBCUs and, and wanting to get a more diverse police force by going out and and recruiting people either from Chicago or from outside of Chicago, you know, black people or, or Latinx people to be in the department. One thing that police leaders have pitched that's a little bit kind of funny when you think about it is essentially that their reform efforts are going to work because all the old officers who don't want to change are going to leave and we'll replace them with new officers. And so they need recruitment to work and they need new officers to come in who, who, according to them, have sort of more progressive ideas about policing for this for, for a real change in the department. That's kind of their pitch. The fact that the average age of the officer is actually getting older, you know, at least slightly older over the last couple of years. That's not a good sign for what they say is sort of their long term strategy for, for overhauling the department. You know, I mentioned earlier the trends we're talking about were emerging before all the drama we have currently around the vaccine mandate. Do you feel like that's going to have any significance moving forward on this conversation of vacancies? Because, you know, the FOP, you know, has threatened that dozens, if not hundreds of, of police officers will walk out, even though, you know, I don't think we've cracked 30 who've been disciplined to this point right we still have 23 of the last the last numbers i got from cpd who are who are on no pay status for refusing to provide their vaccine info i think the probably the biggest impact this is going to have is that the relationship between the city and its police officers and specifically the city and its police union is just so much worse than it even was a year ago or two years ago or three years ago i have to imagine that would have an impact i mean that would be something i would be thinking about if I was going to accept a new job at a, at a different newsroom, if somebody was like, oh, yeah, all of the reporters here in the union absolutely hate the editor in chief and the editor in chief seems to hate us, I might think about not going to that that newsroom, if that makes sense. And I have yeah. to imagine if you're thinking about being a police officer, at least for some of them, the animosity might might impact it. For a lot of people I talk to when we're discussing investing money in marketing or recruitment, when we're talking about open vacancies we see an opportunity to reinvest that money, to take this money that will be available naturally and to put that back into some of the programs, some of the resources that people in the community have been asking for. Do you see this vacancy? Do you see this providing an opportunity to use those dollars for something else? 
I think that certain politicians could have seen that as an opportunity. That is not how this the Chicago's administration, so far at least, has taken it. You know, we as we said, we're down a thousand officers, right? So you might think that the budget for CPD would go down for next year just because, hey, we've got fewer mouths to feed, fewer people to pay. But that's not the case. The the, the budget is up next year compared to, to the current budget. Uh, however, if you know the numbers continue to go down, maybe future leaders or or, or some future coalition. We'll, we'll take that opportunity to, yeah, reinvest in different areas. Patrick Smith is a reporter with WBEZ, joins us on the show to talk most things cops when we need some answers. I appreciate you, Pat. Thanks so much for having me. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The FDA approved the COVID-19 vaccine for kids age 5 to 11. Now it goes to the CDC. Chicago is expected to get about 100,000 doses once it's approved. There are more details in our newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Stan Bowman, the architect of three Stanley Cup titles, is out as the GM and president for the Hawks after the team released the findings of an independent investigation into a former player's sexual abuse allegations against a former coach. The investigation concluded that Bowman and other execs did not respond to the allegations back in 2010 in a timely and appropriate manner. And some good news to get you through. My friends, you can head down to the McCormick Place Thursday through Saturday for the CBD Expo. Learn more about cannabis, CBD, and other alternative medicines, and maybe even grab yourself a couple free samples. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. We're watching everybody around the globe. You trying to get in on this?